Hi, and welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Chanute Tribune newspapers. I am joined today by the latest local All-American, the worst rebounder in humble history, Winter Snyder. <laughs> Winter, uh, the de- catcher and designated player for the Lovett softball team. Winter, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. You, you probably were a terrible, terrible rebound. <laughs> I, I was actually not that bad. I was pretty good. Couldn't shoot at Humboldt, could you? I could shoot starting, well, my senior year, of course. That's when I started shooting for them. Okay, well, no, it's in the I pain, it's not shooting. It's... my goal today with you winter snyder is to get you suspended for next year's season started yet and you won't be gone that's i hope i hope this pod i hope this episode goes so off the rails that ryan phillips never lets another one of his players into into this studio secretly i hope so too (laughs) (laughs) um well, the main reason I wanted to bring you in here is the reason I introduce is how I introduce you is that you made second team NJCAA All American as a does as a designated player. By the way, he didn't gerrymander it to make you a catcher. Uh, he you made it as a DP, which is judged solely on hitting stats, basically. Uh, and you know you were obviously you obviously led Labette in most every offensive category is except stolen bases, which Morgan Schmidt had you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else uh, you led, uh, I, I don't have the stat list in front of me. I can pull that up, but I will tell re- listeners the stat that stood out to me when looking at the full season, what I did when you made all conference was you had 151 at bats, which was the most on the, on the team by 10. So nobody, so the next closest person to you had 10 fewer at bats and you had you only struck out five times. Tell me about this first. Tell me about uh, the, the news of being an All American. W- w- how you heard it. What this. What what that moment was like for you. I'm curious. Um, I was actually at work and I was on my break and I was just checking my phone and I seen that Peyton Nye Snapchatted me and we don't Pey- Snapchat regularly. Peyton Nye, a former Labette shortstop. Yeah, she Snapchatted me and mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of weird, so I opened it and she sent me a screenshot and it just said congratulations. And I, I got to looking at it. I didn't know what it was at first. And then I started reading about it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, it yeah. completely took me by surprise. And I was, like, really happy, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was crazy. My emotions were Where were everywhere. you? I was at B&W. Okay. Where I work at. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, my gosh. I had to call my mom, text my mom, and show her. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. And she's and like, then, can I post then, it on Facebook? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You can tell everyone before I do. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure you sent uh, that head coach Ryan Phillips and myself the same the same exact screenshot. Yeah, I just sent you guys both the screenshot. I didn't (laughs) need any background information or nothing, just the picture. (laughs) Which I saw that screenshot, and then I called Ryan, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And he goes, "I have been checking this basically every day since the season ended." Yeah, he's like, "Where was that posted? I've been looking." (laughs) I'm like, "Peyton sent it to me. I'm assuming it's on the website." He's like, "I just looked at it, and it wasn't updated." (laughs) He's a, he was a, you know, you're only the fifth NJCAA All American in school history at Labette. There's been a couple, a couple more girls that have made it as. Uh, Coaches Association All Americans. Uh, in terms of how hard it is to get that on it, I would say it's about equal. But in terms of, but the NJCAA one is qu- the quote unquote official one. Uh, you're one of only now five in school history. The latest one was your assistant coach, 
um, and Audrey Miller, she made it as a catcher. She made it to the second team her freshman year, sophomore year to then do All-Americans because it was 2020, uh, and the pandemic hit and canceled their season. Uh, rare company. It's got it's got to feel good. How, why do you feel like you played the way you did this year to, to get into that type of class of player? Um, I just think I had a really good reason to play hard. Mm-hmm. Like and with, let's talk, with, let's, we might as well just dive right into that. So, uh, and this is how I opened up uh, the article I wrote in the newspaper about you making All-American is that it, it, there was a very, very real possibility you weren't going to come and play this year. Yeah. And that was because this past summer, your father passed away due to a heart attack. You were out on the lake fishing, doing whatever, mm-hmm. and he just had a sudden heart attack and and he passed. And that was over last summer, last July, if I remember correctly. Last when, June 13th. La, last tomorrow. June 13th. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Wow. So uh, we're so this releases on a Monday. So on the day of, we're recording this on a Sunday. That is so almost so almost a year. So now a year ago, uh, and you had some serious conversations with your family about whether coming back to Parsons, going back to college, going back to a college softball. Yeah, one of the hardest decisions I had to make was between playing or lose, leaving my mom. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't want to leave my mom in the state that she was. I'm curious as to was that uh, was that one conversation? Was that a series of conversations? It was a series of conversations, multiple days, multiple different conversations. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons, just making lists, deciding <laughs> what's best for me and what's best for her. And what was Ryan? What was Ryan Phillips's uh, communication with you about that? Obviously, selfishly, he's probably thinking, you know, I would love to have what was because towards the end of your freshman year was when your bat really heated up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started playing really well down the stretch of the year. I even said to Ryan in the you know in the fall I was like you know you, you've got a lot of pop coming back I think the bat that might have been the hottest at the end of the year was Winter Snyder and he was like yeah we we were we're feeling good about that but I'm so I'm sure he was thinking selfishly I want a good bat in my lineup but he, he's a good man to the extent that he was going to let you make the decision that was right for you yeah, he, what was his communication like to you he basically he told me that he was like really sorry and he was praying for me and he just wanted me to do whatever I felt like was best for me and my family like mm-hmm. he wasn't pressuring me to stop playing he wasn't pressuring me to come back he just wanted to do what was best for me at the time what about uh your so those conversations with your mom, was there ever a eureka moment that you had that you made the decision to come back? And I'm not even arguing and saying that was the right or wrong choice. It was the choice you made, which to me makes it the right choice. I don't think I made the decision to come back until I was packing my stuff to come back to Parsons on August 11th. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing until I was doing it, honestly. Just time made it for you, huh? You yep. just kept on rolling. And, and honestly, I'm sure a sense of routine is probably what yeah, I wanted. I I felt like I needed like an escape, mm-hmm. kind of. So I kind of used softball as an escape to get mm-hmm. re- get away from all the conversations about my dad and all like the thoughts going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm on the softball field, that all disappeared. Mm-hmm. So what was that fall season uh, like? I, the the scrimmage season you guys undergo. Ryan takes that very seriously. I would say he treats it like a yeah. He treats it like a spring. Obviously, you know, as much as he can. You know what was that first semester away like for you um the first game definitely was the hardest i don't where was it you know i really don't remember some <laughs> complex lone elm i i don't know where lone elm is i i don't, honestly don't remember where it was but i was warming up a picture i see my mom pull up and she gets out of the car and it just hit me like 
she's by herself. This is the first mm -hmm. time she's ever had to come to one of my softball games by herself. And it just kind of really hit me then that he wasn't going to be here anymore. Yeah. So it was sad. That is. It, and it's, you know, so you and I have had these conversations a little bit before I did a profile on you uh, at the start of the, uh, near the, mid, about midway through the year, a little less than midway through the year. I maintain you broke my profile luck streak, which every time I've profiled an athlete at Labette over the last, like, five years or so, they have gone on to have a terrible, like, next few weeks or something like that <laughs> on the field. Like, usually they play terribly and their season falls apart. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need, maybe, maybe Just I don't. Just stop profiling. <laughs> well, the first one I ever did, the first profile on an LCC athlete I ever did eight years ago when I got this job was on Alex Brake, and she ended up winning National Pitcher of the Year at Labette. And she ended up winning it at her second, a second time a year later. So I was like, maybe I do know what I'm talking about. And then ever since then, it's kind of gone downhill. Uh, but Winter Snyder bringing it back. Good job. Um, <laughs> you know, but part of the, gre the grieving process to me never stops. It it'll, go mm -hmm. it'll go until you die. And to me, it's always, it it's always the little reminders that you don't necessarily know are reminders. Obviously, seeing your father not come out of the car is on the nose. But I'm sure you, you just see something that... There's little things almost every day that I every, see. Multiple times a day. Yes, multiple times that I see. And it just reminds me of him. And I get a little get a little sad on the inside. But then I think about like the reason behind it. And then I get happy thinking of the good memories. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's so a mix of emotions when i was a senior in high school i had uh two uh baby sisters pass away they were born prematurely it's, it's a whole ordeal uh rachel and stephanie and i mean anytime i see a photo or anytime i see a photo of anybody's baby in the world that's i mean my mind will go there uh you know i think so one last so stephanie lasted one day rachel lasted nine months uh, neither left the hospital, but anytime I go to a hospital for any reason, I, I mm. think of that. Anytime, uh, anytime I'm on a long drive and I go under or any sort of tunnel, not necessarily an overpass, but a tunnel, uh, there was a tunnel on the drive. Uh, this was in Washington, D.C., where I went to high school. There was a tunnel on the drive to the hospital. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's, it's little things here and there that just mm -hmm. bring your mind there. And what I've tried to do over the years is I, I think to myself I want to do my best to live a life that they never got a chance to do and I'm sure you're trying to do your best to live a life that emulates the impact that your father had on you mm -hmm. and uh, I'll say this you are a cult of your own personality <laughs> like I, I, if, if your dad's in there I, I you know I, I don't know what to say to him but <laughs> He did something not many other people do. Good Lord. Uh, you, you had the type of season that you had. Did you envision making All-American was possible? Did I didn't think it was possible, honestly. I mean, I went into the year thinking, oh, I want to be an All-American, but I didn't know what it was going to take, mm -hmm. how to even get it, honestly. Yeah. Did, see, I went going into the spring, I didn't even think you'd be the best bat on the team i thought it was going to be i close. didn't either and not that i'm saying you wouldn't be like i said i knew you'd be good i know you'd be in that upper echelon but the, the just the sheer dominance you had all the way through the year was, i don't think anybody expected it honestly and 
again, it's not that we never thought you were capable of it, but we, clearly you had taken a step forward. Purely in softball terms, in terms of almost the X's and O's of it, what did you work on that that took your uh, that took a, your swing to the next level? I just Anything hit in particular? a lot every day, <laughs> just hitting a lot, listening to Coach P, telling, making adjustments, mm-hmm. listening to what he was telling me, how to like fix the small things, and he knows what he's talking about because yeah. it's showing. Uh, I'll say this, and we we we've talked, him and I have talked about it. You are one of the stronger hitters he's had pound for pound. Obviously, you're not a, you know, you're not some just straight bomb hitter. You're not a BP hero bat. Well, that's <laughs> just you kind of are a BP hero bat though. Like we'll watch you just take front toss, and you know, you're you're trying to keep your hands deep, and you just poke one out. Like yeah, and the fact that you were a state champion power lifter. Uh, Oh, that was a long play. time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Uh, you know, but he knows that you're, he knows you hit the weight room hard. Your bat speed is what impresses me is you get the extra three hundredths of a second, to figure out how and when and where you want to swing the bat because of how quickly you can get it through the zone. Uh, I don't, I feel like it sped up this year. Was bat speed something you tried to improve on this spring? It really wasn't. Just I just wanted to him. hit the ball really hard. <laughs> just, just, just hit just the ball hit the really ball. hard. <laughs> just hit it forehead. <laughs> uh, mindset, why? I mean, you and I have had a couple conversations about this already, but the again, the five strikeouts and 151 at-bats. All I know is there with I don't want to get into too many names, but there's always people on a roster that think they should be playing over others. And I'll just say this person had I don't want to I don't I don't want to specifically pick on one person, so I'll just say they had under 40 at bats and they struck out four times and you had three times as many and had five. How do you limit that amount? How do you limit strikeouts to such a degree, especially in an era in baseball and softball where strikeouts are becoming more and more common mm-hmm. and people just kind of, you know, go, well, all shucks and go back to the dugout. I struck out. Like, that was, you never, that was apparently never going to be your mentality. No, I feel like I just have a good approach when it comes to stepping into the batter's box because the first strike, if I like it, I'm going to take a daddy hack. Like, mm-hmm. that's my that's my big swing. The second pitch, I'm looking for more of a, like, where in the zone I want it. And then the third strike, I'm just thinking anything close, anything that I can get my bat on to, like, put it in play, make the other team make a play. Mm-hmm. I don't want the umpire being able to call the third strike because mm-hmm. that's basically putting the game in his hands when it should be in my hands. Like, I want to make those calls, not the umpire. Of the five strikeouts, were any of them looking? Yes. I'm guessing it was yes. at Cali. Cali, I was looking because... My third strike was not a strike. You can you can watch that on film. It was not a strike. And then at regionals versus Murray State, that girl was throwing gas. Shit. She, had, she was throwing movement, gas, everything. I, I mean, she was an all American. She was a first team all American. She was a first team all American. She goes up first strike. I look at it. I'm like, okay, that was the one I should have swung at. The second one. It was a ball. It was above my head. I was watching it. I'm like, okay, I'm in the zone now. Like, mm-hmm. second pitch, that was a strike. I was looking. The third pitch, that was a ball too. So I'm at, I'm at two and two now. Four pitches, two and two. The next pitch, inside. That's my pitch too. Like, I love inside pitches because I can get around on them. 
I thought it was going to be a little bit inside, but it was coming really fast, and I got kind of scared, not going to lie. And so I didn't swing. I'm like, oh, praying for a ball, praying for a ball. And just rung up? No, I got rung up so fast. But and I, I'm sure Ryan at that point thinking like, if Winker's striking out looking, it's not going to be. It's I guess it's not uh, our day. To I day. was I was nervous <laughs> after that because I never like rarely strike out. And was that the fastest you had seen that year? That was probably the fastest pitching that we have seen that year. What was the speed? Where, where do you think she was throwing? Probably upper fifties, lower sixties. Okay, and women for, for I don't for think curve. it was the speed as much of what got me as the movement. Yeah. I will so just for context, you, you get to the women's college world series, you get you talk about the true all American NCAA pitchers that are going, you know, that are gonna go pro and th- they're throwing high sixties, low seventies. Mm-hmm. So I mean you're talking about a range there of about seven, eight miles an hour, which not that much in, in the grand scheme of things. That's but that also is the difference between a, a very, very good junior college pitcher, which is already gonna separate you from ninety nine point nine percent of people mm-hmm. and that extra 0.1% of getting uh, to Oklahoma City. We're going to go to a quick break winner, uh, but when we come back, uh, more Winter Snyder, if you can stomach it, uh, here on the <laughs> War Room, uh, here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We are back here on the War Room here on KLKC Radio. Winter Snyder, LeBet softball catcher, uh, second team All-American, not first team. Second, Second team, team, I'm still proud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she, Winter Snyder, our guest here. My um, Humboldt native. Uh, I want to go back to one of my favorite moments that I got to cover this past spring, which was the comeback against Kansas City, Kansas at home in game two of a doubleheader. You guys dropped game one, and then you're staring in down the barrel of a five-run deficit with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. Two outs, and I believe only one runner on. And mm-hmm. out comes one of the best two-out rallies uh, that – I have ever seen probably the, this is the best two out rally I've ever seen live, and probably the best one. Best I've ever two seen. out rally that I've ever been in. Yeah, and you guys come around to score six runs, all with two outs. Just kept the line moving to win that game. McKenna Coon, the Cherryvale native, uh, with the walk off double that scored Morgan Schmidt, uh, the th- the third year grandma outfielder, and <laughs> Ellie Facklum, uh, the utility the utility pitcher and third baseman, team mom. Team mom is what you call Ellie. Yep. I could I could buy that. Ellie's the team mom. I can buy that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm curious what you remember about that game, mainly just because like that was, it was so it, it's almost odd. Like it, it is odd to watch to, for that to happen. You would think to a degree the way the sport of softball is designed that even if you hit the ball hard, surely one of those was going to yeah, find a it's, glove. It's hard to like. Yeah, you have not to get, you have get to not get unlucky. Runs. Yeah, it's which, lucky. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was, I mean, I think we you were, were, part, you were part of the we one that hit the line move. I think you walked, if I remember right. You, I might no, be wrong. No, I, I had a hit, and it went up between third base and shortstop. Okay. And I got a single. Okay. Uh, what do you remember about that game? I'm curious what, I'm curious maybe what, how you girls were reacting maybe after I left, after I was done with my post game, I'm sure was there. A, we a, had all our rally hats on. We were ready. <laughs> we were ready to keep it rolling. Uh, conference season as a whole, you've been a part of two of them now uh, at Labette. First off, let's talk about the fact that you're going to come back for a third year mm-hmm. at Labette. Uh, the NJCAA. Uh, 
you know, the easy term to understand is that they granted an extra year of eligibility. That's not exactly true. It's it's a distinction without a di- it's a difference without a distinction or a distinction without a difference, I should say. But they didn't charge eligibility last year. They yes. didn't. So everybody was hit on a pause button a year ago. So technically, that year was just practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was just hard practice. <laughs> exactly. A whole, a whole year's worth of practice. Um, so With a good outcome. It was a it was you guys did have a good year last year uh, and this year this past season as well. Uh, you're going to come back for a third year, which means obviously academically that's going to kind of involve some politicking and getting your classes right and everything. Yeah. But uh, take me through the decision to come back for a third year. What kind of your goal is with that? Um, I had some good offers to go to other programs and what was maybe the what were some of them that were on the table? Uh, UMKC was one of them that was on the table. They really wanted me. They were a D1 out of Kansas City. And my mom wanted me I to do go know there. That, you know, I'm not an idiot. I know what UMKC is. I'm glad you're explaining it for the listeners. You don't have to treat me like an idiot, though. Well, I mean, you never know. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, I, got, I got an offer from there, and I decided to turn it down. I'm keeping them on my radar. I told mm-hmm. them, you know, please follow me next season. Keep in contact with me. I'll keep in contact with you. But I would like to come back to Labette just for another year. I feel like it's better for me financially mm-hmm. to come back here. And with the COVID seniors, the fifth years, yeah. um, bigger colleges like that don't have a lot of money to give out to new recruits. Mm-hmm. So, or a lot of playing spots either. Uh, yeah, mean. a lot of playing spots as well. So if I come back to Labette next year, then I can get more looks and more offers and mm-hmm. More scholarships to and go play somewhere else. And to a degree, you'll play. Like, you'll be out on the yeah. field in the spring. How much does that actually impact your decision? Mm. Playing, There's some people playing think- time is honestly, like, some people hate not being able to play. But I'm the kind of person who just wants team success. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm having a bad day, pull me. Put someone else in. Give them a chance. Because I want to win. I'll do whatever it takes to win. Mm-hmm. But some people are not like that. Some people are selfish. In a way, but that's that's not me. To a degree, there's, you know, once you make your decision and get there, you have, to me, you you have to have the mentality that you have or that you describe, which is, you know, do what's best for the team. But there's nothing wrong with, to me, during the recruiting process saying, hey, I want to go somewhere where... I can play where I where I feel like I will be in the in the rotation. Yeah, of course, and, of course, I want to play. And have those conversations with that coach as part of that process, and you make your decision with that as a factor. Once you get there, you got to have the right mentality. Yeah, and if I'm on a team where I'm not playing, of course, I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to get on the field and get that playing time. Mm-hmm. Like that's just going to make me want to work even harder and become even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You know, I, I'm jo- I joke with you that you didn't make first team All America. The, the the line between first and second team is razor thin. Oh, it's you're really- not you're not the only one. Trust me. <laughs> it's really just somebody's opinion. Shout out to uh, Brett Shields. <laughs> Brett Shields. Yeah. What a what a call out. And he, he's been the radio voice of basically every school between here and between here and Olathe. Mm-hmm. He has been he has done a lot. He's a good dude. Um, how do you uh? But I'm I'm very curious what the answer is to the question of you go into another off season. Everybody goes into the off season looking to improve something, looking to you know better impact their better ha- have more success personally. And one thing about you specifically now is 
nobody's going to be surprised by you. You're going to be at the top of every single scouting report. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to know. Like, honestly, it was it, it was the same approach that Chloe Sam's got at the start of the year, which was don't throw to her. Like, let's mm-hmm. just let, let's throw low and away. Let's 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 punch her high and tight. What's nothing's going down the meat, and if she walks, those, she walks. Those are exactly the kind of pitches and stuff I'm going to be working on over this off season because I know no pitcher's going to throw me a meatball right down the middle. Yeah, like I need to work on those low outside, high inside. I need to work on getting my hands to the ball and work through the ball instead of jamming up. How much? How uh, intense is Ryan's off season program? Does he even have? Does he have one? Um, yeah, one? he he sends us a workout packet that we can do every summer. Mm-hmm. So he sends us a list of workouts and a list of like sprints <laughs> to do and just stuff to stay in shape. But honestly, do you do the sprints? Oh, she, yes. Ryan, she doesn't do the sprints. She does I do not my, do the sprints. I do the workouts. Sprinting is just really hard. <laughs> You're just gonna hit hard enough, work hard enough to hit the ball out. Yeah. So you don't have why to do I need to work on sprinting when I do the jog around the bases? You know. <laughs> Ten home runs. That is one thing about Labette. I mean, they're not a lot of. They haven't really ever had pure just dominant home run hitters. Usually, the leader in the country over a given season has what high twenties, even into the thirties. Fifteen is the school record in, at Labette mm-hmm. in a single season. I'm you going had, for it. Is that what you is that an that's that's my goal next year? Hey, uh, if you want to hear the rest of my conversation with Winter Snyder, head online, go to klkc.org, or listen to this show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Podbean, wherever you get you po- your podcasts. Uh, we're gonna go for the on air portion. If you're listening to this on the radio, that'll do it for the War Room Winner. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, we'll be right back, uh, for our what I call the online exclusive portion, uh, with Winter Snyder, uh, Labette Catcher, and All American. Uh, when we come back, don't go anywhere. We are back here on the war room now. No FCC regulations. We can cuss now, Winter. It's no, fine. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, so we were talking about uh, your decision to come back, your approach over the summer and everything like that. Uh, I'm curious. You Did you, 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 I'm curious why you didn't go D1. You had that offer on the table from UNKC that strikes me as not odd per se, but obviously not common. Uh, I, I understand. I, I'm curious as to your reasoning behind that. A lot of people would. There were. There have been plenty of girls in Labette and JUCO history. They get that D1 offer and they and they they say, see ya. Uh, I really coming into this year and throughout the year, me and uh, Kiara Jackson mm-hmm. have started talking about coming back for a third year, and then I got that offer, and it, it was a good offer, and they have a. It's a good school and a good program, but. Like I said earlier, just waiting for next year, waiting for those. That was extremely rude. Yes, it was. Way. I apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, wanting to wait, see what other offers I get, and mm-hmm. just look for new possibilities and opportunities that I can get next year by coming back. Plus, I really like Labette. Like, the environment here is just amazing. I like how small the school is and how close everyone becomes in the villas. And it's just hard for me to, like, walk away from something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure. Don't you know how hard you're making it on Ryan? Though he already has like four catchers committed oh, in yeah. the recruiting class, and now you're coming back. I mean, if he doesn't want me to come back, I mean, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine with the All American coming back. Kiara to me is an interesting player. She, if you put, if you ask Ryan, he'll tell you she's our best defensive outfielder, mm-hmm. and to a degree, like 
you, you know, he, he values defense. He needs to value defense more. But, uh, you know, have you had, have, have you and Kiara had conversations? Surely we know that Kiara's bat needs to get better. Mm-hmm. How, how, what, I'm curious what your conversations with her are like on that. How is her, her approach this offseason? I mean, you're coming back, you, you know, barring circumstances unforeseen, you're going to be penciled in the first name on on the first day on the first game of the spring. How does Kiara get her name on that list? Um, she's the kind of person who's not going to give up, so she's going to do whatever it takes. She knows that her bat needs to improve, and so that's exactly what she's going to work on this off season because she's not the person who's okay with just sitting on the bench and not being able to help the team. So she's going to do whatever it takes to get on the field. Never and get in the lineup, and I 100% wholeheartedly believe that she's going to be at one of the best hitters that we have next year. Never struck me as someone who was toxic on this. On in no, the, in the absolutely out, not. Kiwi's personality is just someone that everyone can get along with. Mm-hmm. Everyone can yeah. like come to her, and she can talk to anybody, and she's just <laughs> such a friendly person. And when I say toxic, I mean that she didn't let the fact that she wasn't starting most of the year negatively impact yeah. the type of her attitude at least visibly by and large during games she was mm-hmm. always she was always high energy yeah always she was always one of them one of them telling us like hey get pumped up like we need to be louder mm-hmm. in the dugout she was always one of them and she was one of them who had the the loudest voice in the dugout like everyone can hear kiwi mm-hmm. uh you know i wanted to to me the conference season that you guys undergo it is one of the most grueling in the country because uh, the conference is just so stacked top to bottom. There's maybe one or two other conferences that even rival it, and I would argue none of them uh, are as competitive as uh, the Kansas Jayhawk Conference. We've seen how vital every single game is. You've gone through it twice now, and you've made it to the quote-unquote championship Sunday of both tournament of both Region 6 tournaments. I haven't advanced that to the national tournament yet, though. Your freshman year, I would say, is the best team Ryan ever had that didn't make it. Yeah. And that that game was heartbreaking. Oh my goodness. That was to Murray State, too. That yep. was so you lost in the you came we, up through the backside because dropped that first game. What, what was it? To Johnson? You dropped your first game? No, you dropped Neo- it to Neosho County. Yeah, Neosho. You guys have just formed into rivals yeah, over the last We we beat them though in that same tournament last yeah. year. Yeah. So here here's a stat for you. Uh, seven of the last eight years, Labette and Neosha County have faced each other in an elimination game in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's that's insanity to me. Which like there's there's over a dozen teams in the conference. What are the odds that Labette and Neosha County each all other every time. are squared up in the postseason? I mean, uh, it is a it we, is a very we shouldn't have been in that bracket this year though with Murray State. Because KCK got out of the other one. Yeah, we should have been in the other bracket. And you guys matched with KCK. You guys would have. Murray State was good this spring. They were freaking good. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to anybody else in the conference, including you guys, including Highland, including the Ocean County, or anybody else. Murray State was getting out of whatever field they were put in. Murray State was the best team out of the eight that were competing yeah, in Topeka. They were good. They, they were, were really very good. good. They were going to get out of it. And obviously, no I hadn't seen no them that year. I knew on paper, I was like, man, they're going to be a really tough beat going into that. Then when I saw them playing the Ocean County in the first game of the, I was like, yeah, they're getting out. They're 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 getting on out of here and on to nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other side of the bracket was Highland, Heston, KCK, and 
had Johnson. to be Johnson. Had to be Johnson. It was Johnson because Johnson lost out the first day. The first day they the were bounced. Day. Heston beat him. Heston <laughs> beat him. <laughs> Hashtag crushed. <laughs> and KCK is the team that got out of there. That was a team that you guys split with, and you really over the over four games in the year, and you really should have beat them three times. Yes, we should have. And now, granted, they're going to say they should have beat you three times because you had a five-run comeback against them as well. But so, in reality, a win's a win. A win's a win. And regardless of whether, you know, every player coach is going to say, oh, we would have gotten out of that. And I understand that impetus. The truth is, you would have had a much better chance of getting out of there. It was a much more balanced bracket that Mm would have played to your guys' strengths versus running into the. Neosha County was just. One matched up well against you guys. I mean, you guys played three games against them over the course of the year, dropped two of them, and only beat them by one run the other time. We should have beat Neosho. We should have beat Neosho this year, though. Think so? Oh, I know so. Offense never got going in that game. When we were up to, when I was up to bat, there were two girls on base. When I hit a triple, I was the only one on base. We got two outs from those two girls on base, and then Schmidt comes up and I score. That should have been three to two. Ryan says the same thing, by the way. <laughs> we should have won 3-2 to two that game. Uh, I'm curious how much does stuff like that sit with you in the long term. You think about some of the more heartbreaking games. You think about Murray State in 2021. Uh, I think, think about, about them, and I think about the outcomes that should have happened and the outcomes that did happen, and what, like, what if like the outcome was different and we would have went to Nationals. I think about everything. Do you think so? I don't let those like bad outcomes like hold me back, though. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what uh, the national tournament. This, this is a program that's only made it three times. Uh, they made it in 2011, and they made it back to back in 2015, 2016, behind the arm of Alex Brake, which she was a two-time national pitcher of the year. Uh, again, no, I don't care if I offend people. Their offense under Alex Brake, particularly her freshman year, was terrible. Like you guys want that team would have if you had Alex Brake her freshman year. But your guys' offense, you'd have won a national title. Oh man, you'd have won Come a back, national Alex. title. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> they got fifth. They got. They finished fifth both years. They finished fifth, so they won games and were going through the bracket. But then they would just run into a team that had a decent offense that was able to hang three or four runs on her, and they couldn't. Hit. They were running into Murray State's. Yeah, and they were a little beyond that. They were running into LSU Eunice, which oh. was they were they were good. They had. I'll t- I'll say this. So, I, Ryan can probably describe this to the T. Uh, do you remember? So you remember Ashton Sangster? She was your assistant your freshman yeah. year. Uh, shout out to Ashton. Uh, we we need you back. Please get Audrey out of there. Um, <laughs> uh, you look good. Uh, He's kidding. Am I? <laughs> uh, you. So she was teammates with a girl named Alex Bollinger. Alex Bollinger was a senior when Ashton was a freshman at Arkansas Tech. Alex went to Labette, and she played with Alex Brake and was part of that same class. Uh, I will say I love Alex Bollinger. She played with a great mentality, so I apologize that I'm probably picking on her for one of her worst memories ever. They were up by a run in the bottom of the seventh inning of uh, of the national tournament. Had they won the game, they would have gone to the semifinals. I'll spoil it. They lost to LSUE, and LSUE ended up winning the national title. Aww. And uh, so they were up a run, had one out with Alex Brake in there, in the circle, and Alex, their third baseman, boots a ball. 
and it was like her first error in months. And a girl gets on base, steals second, and then they just they they I think they scored her without getting a base hit. And Ryan will tell you he thinks about that all the time because he thinks to himself, if in that an didn't entire happen, they won. two years worth of work with that one class, had that one play not happened, they'd have a national title. Yeah, I, I'm you know. And the reason I bring that the reason I the reason I bring that story up is because we talk about you wanted to get in you know getting into the right side of the region six tournament the side that didn't have Murray State Ryan had you guys on course with that he understood yeah the the logistics of it and had you got you guys lost to Allen late in the year a loss you shouldn't have and your guys' very first game of the year was a loss to Independence both <laughs> losses you shouldn't have had if you win either of those two you were on the other side. Mm-hmm. Get every single game, every single inning matters. That's got to be exhausting to a degree. Honestly, I didn't think about it like that. I was I was playing to win. Mm-hmm. My mentality was playing to win. I show up every day. <laughs> Some people they don't. Yeah, I I can't be the whole team. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's a? A lot of people are going to say, quote, unquote, that, you know, kids changed over the, you know, the new generation kids have changed. I I don't like saying that because it puts blame on kids. It puts blame on young adults. I think adults have changed and what we expect out of them over the course of years has changed and the type of standards that we hold. And, and that translates by the time you get to junior college or by the time you become a college athlete. Why do you? Why do you, so you say maybe, maybe there were some on your team that didn't show up every day? Why do you think that was? Um, just like the attitudes that would come into the field, like before the games even started, people, oh, I don't want to be here, I don't want to play, I'm not gonna play anyways. Why am what I the here? Hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And honestly, it was really tiring. Like for the other people who are playing to win and playing to move on, and for other people to want to be done and not play anymore, that's just like. It sucks to hear. It's hard to hear. Like, why do you want? Why would you want our season? And, and like, for, especially for the for the sophomores who aren't coming back, who this could be their last game. Why would you want to just give up and not play? You anymore? know who that's probably the most insulting to is Audrey Miller, your assistant coach. Exactly, because was, we had our exit meetings, and she even she sent a picture to I think it was probably Schmidt. She was like crying, telling them like if they don't come back, they're gonna regret it because. She was a sophomore when COVID hit. She was a returning All-American as a sophomore and was crushing it her sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet you I can find it. It'll, it won't take long, but I'll go into my Google Drive. Um, I mean, when I tell you Audrey Miller was, she's one of my favorite stories because this girl was totally overlooked coming out of Tonganoxie High School. Uh, Tonganoxie was a, was a good program uh, softball-wise uh, that she went to. I believe they... I know they didn't win a state title. I either got runner-up or third multiple times. She was there, and when she um, uh, when she was there, she I believe her senior year, she was fourth or fifth in batting average on her high school roster, which fourth or fifth on the team in hitting at a, at a, at a class four A school in Kansas. Jayhawk Conference is about the best you're going to get, honestly, mm-hmm. and. She had two offers. One was from, it was either, it was an NAIA school. 
I can't. I cannot remember it. For some reason, black and yellow is what's in my head. But I know it's not Ottawa because I think they're D two, aren't they? No, Ottawa's not D two. No, they're NAIA, aren't yeah. they? So it is Ottawa. It was Ottawa. And uh, I'm sure she'll correct me if I'm wrong or not. She probably doesn't listen to this. Who cares? We can say anything we want about Audrey Miller. She's never going to hear it. Um, but uh, so she comes out of there. So it was to Ottawa JV. And then Ryan was, and then Ryan gave her a look and it was like, we'll take a flyer on you. Cause, uh, cause she was, she came from the same program as Peyton and I, just mm-hmm. like you did. She played for that. What was it? The Legends? Kansas City Legends. Oh, God. What? Well, well, but, uh, so she comes here and just obviously I don't see her in the fall, but come springtime, her, her bat was just oh her bat was so good. Uh, yeah, I mean she was just such a powerhouse hitter. Um, softball. What year would it have been? It would have been 2019, right? So they wouldn't have yeah. played in a region tournament. There we go. 2019-20 was her sophomore year. That's what I was looking for. Um, I mean, she was just a bomb hitter. She was so good. And I know it hurt when her season got cut short. Hey, look at that. That was from the 2020 season. <laughs> That's all Morgan. That's Schmitty. She's still there. <laughs> but, and she was a good game caller back there too. Uh, one of my favorite things I ever wrote in a recap in the eight years I've been here, and I just remember it because I just remember looking at her. My The way I wrote it was, Audrey Miller took a beating behind the plate today because she got hit by, in one doubleheader, she got hit by a pitch three times. Oh. And as catcher, she had uh, three balls ricochet, three hard foul balls ricochet off her. One And the, one, the reason I remember is because I've never seen this before, and I doubt you could recreate it if you tried. The ball, somebody fouled a ball off the off her helmet that hit her face mask, and it hit it so hard that her head knocked back, and the ball went over the backstop. Oh man! Like I've, I've never, never seen, seen that. that, and she just kept playing. Her season got cut short, and like she, to me, it's ins- when people say they don't want to be there. That's that's fucking insulting to her. Yeah, they better hope that she doesn't listen to this podcast. Because because if I'm not saying she'll any names, never, but some attitudes need to change. She'll never say it out loud to any of you. She's very jealous of watching you guys play. She, I don't want to say she's jealous because if she's jealous, she's jealous in a good way. But it it pains her to watch the game to a mm-hmm. degree, though, because she knows that what was taken from her unfairly. By the way, it was taken from you unfairly too, though. You never got to play your senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. God, that's the other thing that's impressive about you that people need to understand is... I didn't play my junior year or my senior year of high school. Didn't play your junior or senior year of high school. You were injured your junior year and then didn't play your senior year. You had a two-year, at least scholastic, layover between games. And then after your first year, which you were... I won't say you're slow going, but you didn't really start becoming a true threat until about midway through the year Mm -hmm. of your freshman campaign. All of a sudden, you're an All-American. Like you made all state, I'm sure in a, in softball mm-hmm. your first two, at least your second year. I don't know. I think you did your first year as well by whatever newspaper and stuff like that. There's not many fucking all Americans out there. 
I guess I'm famous. Something like that. <laughs> what was okay of all the people that have figured out that have learned that you're an all American? What is the mo- what is the reaction that you got from somebody that's your favorite? Um, so many people are just saying like congratulations, like I'm proud mm-hmm. of you. But the one that really sticks out is probably Brett's making fun Brett of me. Shields. Yeah, yeah, making fun of me for only getting second team. But mm-hmm. he was also like, that's an accomplishment that I'll never get in my life. Like, that's something that's big. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, not many people get that. Mm-hmm. What, um, so I know you called your, probably called your mom. What did your mom say when she, when, when you first saw her, when you, when you heard the news? She was really happy. She gave me a hug and she said she was really proud oh. of me and proud of all the work that I've put in. And she's seen like how much I've improved from last year to this year. And she's really happy. And she just wants me to keep working hard and keep improving and, just having fun, mostly. She just wants me to have fun. Have you thought about life after softball? It's gonna, ha- it, it's gonna come. No, I mean, I no. really haven't. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a short answer. No, <laughs> I, I'm curious. I mean, would you want to coach? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. that's my goal after. After so college, I say after softball, I mean after playing. Yeah, after I'm finished playing, I want to be a teacher and I want to I want to coach a team. I'm coaching a team right now, a 14 and under little rec team. You We're have, pretty good. I, I, I'll say this, you know, I 14 is when they start to get a little tolerable, but like I'm a good person. I recognize the important that kids are our future. But I, I hate little kids. <laughs> like, kids are the future of America. They're like like. Can they just be the future now, though? <laughs> like, God, they're so annoying. And All the gross. Time. <laughs> and gross. Like, oh, ba- like, I know it's wrong of me, but it's like babies are annoying. Babe, even babies are like, stop crying. I, I, have, I have my nephew with me this weekend, and he is so cute, and he's such a good baby, but man, he freaking cries all the time. <laughs> Well, I'm sure a lot of babies... Have you ever noticed that a lot of babies cry around you, Winter? No, babies love me. Babies stare at me because I'm so pretty. Have you ever ever put those dots together? (laughs) Uh, Babies love me, okay? I I knew I was going to ask this question. We're just going to get it right out. If If you are hanging out with some friends at a bonfire or something like that, you're just hanging out, what is the Ryan Phillips story that you're telling that's going to get the laugh? That you that you've had in your two years there. Um, I've had some bangers in the eight years that I've been here. That dude is funny. If you actually, he is to really him. funny. There's just so many like smart comments that he makes that makes everyone <laughs> laugh. There was one day, me and Kiwi were standing in the outfield, and this truck drives by. He revs up his engine real loud, and me and Kiwi were like, Coach P, I bet that guy's got a big dick, and he starts <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> my favorite one, my favorite story of his is, uh, this was before you got here. I can't remember if Audrey was on this team or not. I think it was. I think it was Audrey's freshman year. Uh, you guys were playing the Elster County in the postseason, and... Uh, he tries to stretch a double to a triple, like to lead off an inning. Like some girl hit a double to right field, and he tried to send her to third. And even me sitting in a dugout, I was like, that's a bad send. <laughs> and sure enough, this girl gets, I forget who it was, she gets gunned out by like 10 feet. And uh, the assistant at the time, uh, you know, a couple minutes was that later. Emily Vance? 
Yes, it was Emily Vance, another former All-American. I do not believe she was NJCAA All-American. I believe she was uh, coach association. Her. She just recruited me. Yeah. Um, oh, she recruited you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, one a good good pickup. Good job, Emily. <sighs> Yay! Continue to make an impact. Four years later, she'll still be here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. A few minutes later, the inning ends. I mean, a normal inning plays out, and they come back into the dugout, and Emily comes back in, and I'm sitting there. And when Ryan finally walks back in, Emily goes, I thought the first and third out wasn't supposed to be at third, coach. And she's just kind of making her own snarky remark. And he doesn't even, like, like blink or think about his response or, or, or even turn his head. He just goes, only if you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ryan, by the way, too. He he has done. He's an aggressive base runner. He likes he, being aggressive. He likes I mean, putting the pressure on the other team to make a, the out. Aggression beyond belief to a degree. Mm-hmm. And when he had that team with Alex Brake that couldn't fucking hit, he, he did a lot of small ball, too. Mm-hmm. So I can tell that he's what I. It was a eureka moment for me when. And it was at the region tournament this year. I was sitting in the dugout. And I forget what the situation was. I even forget who what the game was. It, I, oh, it was the Cali game. And I uh, I was sitting in there, and uh, who was I talking to? Kate. I was talking to Kate, and I was going, do you think he's going to put a bunt down here? And she goes, oh, hell no. There's runners on, and there's a decent bat up there. And I was like, Oh, you guys weren't a part of all the psychosis that he had <laughs> years ago when he didn't have a team that could smash like you guys could. Um, there was so region championship game against Johnson County. Win, it, the winner take all game too, the if game. So winner goes to nationals, loser goes home. Uh, bases are loaded. Two hitter up. Uh, full count. Not the two hitter, by the way. He pinch hit the two hitter. For a girl who hadn't seen that bat in four weeks. This girl puts down a bunt that he puts on with a full count and two outs and the bases loaded. And two runs score on the play. Because I'll never forget the look of on the face of the Johnson County pitcher. No one expects a bunt with Pure bases terror. loaded and like, full like, count. Literally froze for a second. Like didn't immediately go to pick up the ball. Like, like, just stood there for a second, like, and then tries to go to pick it up, and she goes to underhand at the home plate for the force, and that ball is ten feet above the catcher's head. Huh. And so Ryan Borderline, I, I know you're. I, I I swear he made contact with the runner coming from second to get her to go home. Whether he did or not, I don't know. And I don't, it wouldn't have made a difference. I, but technically, you're not supposed to make contact with mm. the base runners. But, I mean, he basically shoved her. I go home. And two runs score on it. That pitcher from Johnson County was an All-American that year, <laughs> too. And so after the game, so they ended up winning it and going to the national tournament. And I asked Ryan after the game, I was like, bro, what made you do that? And his first quote was, I'm just a lucky, dumb son of a bitch who gets lucky sometimes. <laughs> but then he actually, you know, he gave me a serious answer and he explained it. He was like, we had been struggling to hit all day, which was true. Before that inning, stretching over the two games that they had played that day, 19 in a row had been sat down. Like, they weren't hitting at all. They weren't even getting on base. So, 19 in a row had been sat down. Then he finally got some base runners. And it was a tie game. I think it was 0-0. It was either 0-0 or 1-1. And 
He's like, I, I needed base runners. We weren't hitting all day. And after the second strike, the third baseman was in the grass playing for a ground ball to just play for the force, which that was smart because the bunt went down the third base line a little bit, or at least the third base side. There's no way she could have covered it. Mm. It was smart. It's gutsy. Like, how many coaches have the courage to put that on? He is aggressive, though. That yeah. man will run you out. He's run you out of innings, too. Mm-hmm. You've gotten faster. But the thing with him is he'll admit when he does it, and he, like, accepts it. But if we do it to ourselves, <laughs> that's when he gets kind of mad. <laughs> you've gotten faster, too. I will say you've gotten... you got. I noticed it over the course of the year that you got better at base running. I'm fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, eh. It's eh. Fast I'm pretty is, fast. Fast is subjective, I guess. <laughs> You know, I've always had the idea of he should get he, he him and Mitch Rolls, the women's basketball coach at Labette, should mm-hmm. split a scholarship or or even just like him pay for a third of it or something like that. And when the women's basketball season ends, he just needs to get the point like whoever the backup point guard is or whoever and be a pinch running specialist for you guys. Oh, like were you here? Fast. Who was were you here when Denisha Wilson was playing here? No. Who I'm trying to think of who the point guard was this past year. Tamia Robinson. Tamia was one of the faster ones. Like Tamia would like I love Morgan shit. Tamia would smoke her in. Them basketball in girls are race. fast. Yes. Uh, you played a little basketball in high school. Yep, professional rebounder here. <laughs> played for the legendary Aubrey Jones over at Humboldt. Uh, what was the furthest you guys got in basketball when you were playing at Humboldt? Not state. <laughs> Did you ever make it to a sub-state championship? I'm trying to, you, I think you did one year. I think we did, and of course we didn't win it, but mm-hmm. I think we got to a sub-state championship game. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't tell you who it was against. Mm-hmm. Colgan, probably. Probably Colgan, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you play, you, did you play anything in the spring? Or, I'm sorry, in the fall? Did you, were you a volleyball player at no, all? No, I ran cross country my senior year. Woo! I'm a runner, I'm a track star. God. You probably, if what was your best time in a 5K? 26 minutes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, don't the winners get it in like 20? <laughs> I wasn't a winner. I was doing like, it to stay in shape for softball because I didn't do anything in the fall. Good for you. Um, you got to improvise. You got to do something. You got to stay in shape. How important, you know. I went to state. In cross country? In cross country, yes. You went to state in cross country? Yeah, that's the only sport in high school that I went to state for, and it was cross country. I thought you went to state in softball. No. Mm-mm. We you won were, a lot of games. We were regional runner-up every single year. It's the only sport you went to. Well, you could call it powerlifting, but you don't qualify for state in powerlifting. Yeah, you, you just, just go. go. To, yeah. yeah. No, but you won it. So I, I mean, won state in powerlifting. <laughs> yeah. Went to state in cross country. That's nothing else. What a what a fun fact about you. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, you know, as someone who's what are you? Ni- what are you? Nineteen now? Twenty. You're twenty. Almost twenty-one. Ugh. Audrey, <laughs> Audrey's age. She's a coach. So, uh, how important is it, in your opinion, to, or is it important to be a multi-sport athlete at least coming up through high school? I it's good to be a multi-sport athlete just to keep your body in shape like the different movements the different exercises just keep yourself Mm -hmm. 
in shape, just always working to better yourself, I yeah. guess. And it's important to have like the the team bonding and like the friendships and the lessons that you learn through each sport are always different. Mm-hmm. Especially to me too, I think it, it prevents burnout. Like it, it if, you, does. if you were just, just only playing done one softball, sport, it would like, it would have been hard. Yeah. But so I never burnt you, out of it. You say you want to be a coach. You do you want to be at what level do you want to coach at? Um, high school first, and then okay. eventually move up to the college level. You know, imagine this dream scenario of in five, ten years, Ryan retires, Audrey takes over, and you come in as the assistant. Oh, that w- we'd be going to I, nationals. You already know. And I, and I, <laughs> I feel like it would not be a fun ride there. And I, do, I, my dugout privileges would be revoked. I oh, know yeah. that. That's why I, you know everybody wants to put a gun to my head and say, well, "What? Who's your favorite team, Sean? Who do you love covering the most?" In terms of just sheer enjoyment of covering, it is a little bit softball because Ryan lets me into the dugout and do whatever I want. Gang, <laughs> gang. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say? I think the best part about Go you ahead. coming to the softball games was you'd bring me fries from Brahms. I'd be hungry as heck. <laughs> oh, well, I don't fries say they're community fries. It was you or Kiera that were beelining for him every time. Every time, yeah. We would always share with each other. Like, if I and got I, him, Kiwi got him. If Kiwi got him, I got him. If I st- and I started doing that because I would bring Brahms for myself, and there'd be like two or three of you like, can I have some fries? Can I have some fries? And like, I, I don't like sharing my French fries, so here's your own fucking fries. <laughs> Get away from me. Uh, anything else you want to say before we bounce out of here? I've taken up too much of your time. Um, No. Mm-hmm. I'm out of breath. Finally. I'm tired. <laughs> it's finally happened, guys. She's finally run out of things to say. Uh, for now. For now. She just go home and recharge. Yeah, I'll, probably, I'll get in the car and I'll be talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, too. I hope. I hope everybody knows how much of a psycho I really, how much of a weirdo I really am. Like, yeah, there is no so limit. Yeah, weird. There's, there is no limit to it. Uh, I mean, it was like 11 o'clock one night, and he was sending me pictures of myself playing basketball in high school. This was this year. I ran, I I'm like, ran, where did you even get these pictures? So I <laughs> randomly ran into him because I was looking for photos of somebody from Cherryville that played that year. And so I was going through my Google Drive, and I saw you. I was like, that's fucking Witcher Snyder. Excuses. And so I just sent you a screenshot. I was like, she'll get to this when she gets to it. And then you sent me something. And then, like, you responded to it. I'm like, go to bed. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm a college student. I'm supposed to be up past 11 doing homework and studying. What are you supposed to be doing? you got a job. You need to go to bed. My job goes till that time at <laughs> night. I don't go to work till, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. When your games start at 2 o'clock on Saturdays, I promise you I've been up for, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I bet. Lazy bum. That's right. <laughs> Winner, thank you for coming on. This you're only like the third athlete, third or fourth athlete I've ever had on here. They're all coaches and administrators that I get on the show because you kids can't fucking talk. But I can I, talk. You can talk. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. You are you are a fun player to watch, and uh, I wish you nothing but success next fall, next spring. Uh, interested to see where you go, uh, and. You know, I'm interested to see what impact you have just beyond a statue. I want to see if you can have a leadership impact uh, to take that next step as a team and go to the national tournament. I'm curious if you can identify what needs to be done and to get your team there. Because I'll be honest, the last two years, you guys have had the talent to get there. Mm -hmm. It's been in the cards. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we head out of here? Mm, I'm I'm good. I'm 
you're I'm talked chilling. Out. I'm talked out. There you go. Uh, that'll do it for the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless.